Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Steve Ditko created Spider-Man, X-Men, the Fantastic Four, and the Avengers, timeless characters whose stories were retold in the modern day with the creation of the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Join us as we journey through My Ultimate Year. Welcome to My Ultimate Year, the comic book reading club where we're going through all of the Ultimate Universe one issue at a time. I'm Charlotte, the comic book rainbow belt, and I'm joined today by someone who is currently dating the female clone of his best friend. It's Zach Dean. How are you doing, Zach? I would rather be dating my own female clone. Very good, Charlotte. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I've said this, um, th- this, this conversation came up a lot with uh, the TV show Loki, which... Loki, will, yeah. Mild, mild spoilers if you haven't seen it. There's a female Loki in it, and there is uh, a suggested romance between the two, and, uh, and it brought up a lot of capital D discourse on Twitter about uh, self-cest yeah. <laughs> and such, as if that's a real thing. Uh, the point is like you can't I, I don't know talking about like the morality of it whatever boring weird strange talking about how hot it is a smooch clone <laughs> of yourself because like who knows how to pleasure you more than yourself you know what i mean uh-huh yeah i i, I i'm starting to realize that um i'm i'm starting this podcast always with the wrong uh, <laughs> with the wrong prompts <laughs> for you yeah you didn't know what you're getting into yeah i mean i knew i knew <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it'll only be a matter of time before you somehow uh introduce like vor into one of these intros with oh my god yeah yeah well anyway so <laughs> this, this is uh I, the yeah I, I i think i've made that exact joke before about uh clones because yeah. it comes up in marvel a lot and <laughs> i like that joke uh but yeah it is made uh explicit here in this years or this month's comics um yeah, yeah my ultimate year we're covering all these ultimate comics we've got uh 10 episodes to go after this we're uh, we're kind of in the second uh this is the second episode of the, like the relaunching of everything post ultimatum and uh yeah, yeah it's interesting I'm, I'm excited to get into it before we do that though if you want to support the show head over to apple podcasts leave us a review that's very appreciated or go over to patreon.com and drop us a dollar or two or five or 20 a month yes please uh, yeah, we'd appreciate any, any little bit helps, and uh, for a dollar a month, you get a- access to the master spreadsheet for my ultimate year and my marvelous year. For three dollars a month, you get access to any bonus episodes we do. Five dollars a month, you get to join our Slack channel, get early access to uh, to different episodes. So, yeah, head on over there and uh, ready to ready to jump into the comics, Charlotte. Yeah, here we go. Ultimate Comics Spider Man number seven through fifteen. It's a couple different arcs here. Um, but we start out, you, you texted me, because we were both reading these at the same time this morning, you texted me, <laughs> yeah. you're going to hate the first page here. It's, no, and that's I was not like, what oh. I said. <laughs> or no, you're going to... I said you're going to love this. <laughs> okay, yeah, but well, okay. You said I was going yeah. to love it, but you meant I was going to hate it. <laughs> to be fair, that's what you meant. Um, it's uh, th- This already came up, I think Ultimate Secret is where we saw this. Like we, I think so, yeah. The, the hint, yeah, because it was like the Watchers came and they're like, we have one galactic... There's one guardian for your planet, and then it cut to a woman yelling, "Rick Jones." Um, 
That's what Rick Jones' mom sounds like. Rick Jones. <laughs> that's kind of like imagine, a. That's why. Uh, that's slight, what I like, imagine. Slightly female Jimmy Stewart. This comic. Yeah. yeah. yeah My son's so no Brian, mutant. Oh God. Uh, yes, and so Bendis picks up on that um, that thread in Spider-Man, which Bendis wasn't the one who wrote uh, Ultimate Secret, right? That that was Miller, mm-hmm. I think. No, he was. So, was. Yes. I actually, it might have been the oh, two of them was. together, but yeah, okay. I, th- I think it was Bendis. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but like. Ultimate Spider-Man was definitely not where I thought that was going to continue. Like, uh, I would have thought maybe Ultimate Fantastic Four or Avengers, but uh, so that's an interesting choice. I think oh, no, wait, maybe Warren, Warren Ellis wrote Ultimate Secret? Oh, was is that, it? Is that okay. true? Was it Ultimate Secret or am I confusing this with something else? I, rem- I, it... I remember it being Ultimate Secret, but I might be... Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I might be completely okay, wrong. Okay, because I remember it actually... I, I'm pretty sure it was Bendis who wrote this stuff. We're, we're mixing it up. I don't think it's Ultimate Secret, but whatever. Yeah. We know we both we both know what we're talking about. Um, Ultimate Origins. Yeah. Ultimate Origins. Yeah, Ultimate Secret was boring. Oh, Ultimate yeah. Ultimate Origins was boring, but not quite as bad. Um, yeah, no, it's weird because, like, Ultimate Origins was all this lead-in to Ultimatum, right? It was all the, like, little secrets yeah. coming out about, like leading into ultimatum and then there was that thing and then i because of the absolute like disaster and just tornado of nonsense flying around during ultimatum <laughs> um the tidal wave if you will of disaster of nonsense whatever Ooh. um i kind of forgot about all the stuff leading into it right because it was like so much stuff that i had forgotten that like oh yeah the watchers were here and they were warning of some threat yeah. and i was like well that's gonna come up in ultimatum and then it didn't and then i just kind <laughs> of forgot because i didn't yeah <laughs> I didn't care about what was happening. So, yeah, it's very odd because it's just like, wait, so, like, did they plan on having this be a totally separate thing? Like, was Bendis being like, I'm planting seeds know. for post-Ultimatum? Because that, that was yeah, the climax I, of I Ultimate I don't see how origins. this would have ever fit into uh, Ultimatum. Like, even if it mm-hmm. was an earlier plot thread was, that was dropped, like, that feels very inconsequential or at least, like, not tied to anything that was going on in Ultimatum. So yeah, it's weird, and I I kind of liked it. Like I think it works with Spider Man. How do you, how did you like it? The, how does a uh, sixteen ten Rick Jones stand uh, in comparison to six one six Rick Jones for you? Honestly, fine, right? Because uh, yeah, it it was not like like he was just a normal teenager here, so it wasn't yeah. doing the thing that like kind of irritates me where it's just like well we you know we need the teenage boy stand in so that teenage boys have someone to relate to because it's like everyone here's a teenage boy um and then it also wasn't doing the thing that like 80s and early 90s writers do which is like i grew up loving rick jones so now i'm gonna make him like a cool dude with an earring and an acoustic guitar <laughs> right and a leather yeah. jacket and a hot girlfriend um yeah so no actually fine like i didn't mind this rick jones at all um, yeah just, there just is to show like, there people that I can be reasonable, where... okay? I'm yeah. reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are, Zach. Yes, you are. There, there was one scene where he was, like, kind of mope. <laughs> there was one scene where he, where he was kind of moping around and, like, pitting himself. And <laughs> just Spider-Man and Iceman were like, stop stop doing that. You're just you're just Yeah, yeah that, that was a that little bit of the a... old Rick Jones. I did like the... Yeah, um, exactly. I, it was a, a kind of a funny joke where he was like, Spider-Man's like, you're going to have to stop moping around or you'll have to pay me royalties. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, yeah, and so so here, after being chosen by the Watcher, uh, Rick Jones basically becomes a superhero or at least a, a super-powered character. But he goes by Nova. And like, if you're going to do Nova, why don't you just do Richard Rider? Why does it have to be Rick Jones? That's, that's a weird... I don't know. I don't know what I that's guess, going but to like, become if it's going to... Yeah, so being yeah, Spider-Man yeah. or something, or in something else. 
Yeah, I mean, my problem with this more is less about anything like that and more just that it's like, it's just doing that thing where it's saying like, all right, this will be something someday. You know, this isn't really a story yeah. in of itself. It's just like, this is Rick Jones. He's going to be yeah, I'm setting up something, but it's like, it's not a story in and of itself, unless you can say that it's a story about a kid getting powers and being panicked about it. But like, Bendis has written that story six times in this run of Ultimate Spider-Man, right? <laughs> something yeah. we've seen over and over and over again as teenagers all of a sudden having powers thrusted upon them and then having the breakdown. I feel like we've seen that exact issue many times. It works more for me as like... Um seeing the trio of superheroes uh, of uh, Spidey, Human Torch, and um, and Iceman now living together at uh, Aunt May's and, like, her telling her to do their superhero jobs and giving them a mission. That's a very great, funny dynamic. Great moment. It, yeah, like, yeah like, What a fun moment. Aunt, Aunt May being like, listen, suit up. <laughs> I have something for all of you to do. Yeah. Like, that was really, really fun. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was nice to have that first uh, first one or two issues of that story, seeing them work as uh, as this superhero teen unit uh, under Aunt May's roof before the, the next arc uh, kind of like thro- throws that away or makes uh, does different things with it. So uh, yeah, I think it was a, yeah. a nice yeah. uh, seeing the new status quo before mixing it up a, a little. Did you... What did you think of the the art for those two first two issues? I think uh, by Takeshi Miyazawa, which is like very good. manga influenced uh, style that I've seen. Some I, I remember seeing that in uh, Miss Marvel recently, stuff like that, and uh, I really like it for for this. Uh, it really works for Ultimate Spidey, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of like I, I really like the way they draw the like um, the the three boys in their like hero costumes, and then the actual yeah. like dynamic movement of Rick Jones like dimension hopping to like zap them across the country or wherever they're going really worked to yeah. like the, the the stretch of them as they like went through space um like really worked great yeah yeah i, li- I liked it a lot and uh yeah v- very much like continuing the line of david lafuente just like really breathing some fresh air and making this feel way yeah. more modern than it has for a long time with uh, mark bagley like no no and you know what yeah. no offense to mark bagley i think <laughs> i've come to appreciate his work on Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, by the end of it, like what he was doing, but it it doesn't feel nice quite so modern. Yeah, 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 and it it doesn't pop the way this stuff this stuff does to me. So, no, but definitely. you know that that might just be a uh, I don't know. I I I'd like to think that it's not me just being like this is new. You know, a, a newer style of art, so I like it more. Um, and I don't I don't think it is. I I think this just kind of is more consistent and more dynamic overall. Right, like the uh, the action scenes and the the conversation and stuff the the way it's laid out so yeah yeah, yeah I, I, I quite liked it thank you for for bringing that uh, that artist up um yeah, yeah so the, the rick jones stuff is is fine I, I didn't particularly mind it and i do love the status quo of like aunt may having a, a yeah. home for superhero like wayward superhero boys is <laughs> really yeah, and good. ultimate spider-man being like almost a team comic of all those characters together mm-hmm. like yeah. peter parker is not that much more important than the others i think He's maybe more central, mm-hmm. but I'd like he he's as much of a main character as I think maybe MJ or Kitty Pride in some of those issues. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah which yeah. brings us to the the Kitty centric issues, which uh, come next, I think. Well, uh, I will say kind what? of Kitty centric. Like, yeah, there's a weird thing going on <laughs> with this arc, which is yeah. that it's it says that it's one arc that's like six parts long, and then we get about halfway through this arc, and it becomes an entirely different arc. And it kind yeah, of thro- that's true. it kind of throws out some of the stuff that it was initially doing. Like 
Yeah. One of these issues is like there's a big part of it that's about how Johnny Storm meets Peter Parker's um clone, female clone, Jess- clone. Jessica, right? Is it Jessica or Jennifer? Yeah, Jessica. Jessica. It's Jessica, because she's supposed to be the, like, Jessica Drew from the 616. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, hits it off with her and is making out with her. And then he goes home and he tells Peter Parker. And then Peter Parker yeah. freak, <laughs> freaks out, which is, like, it's weird because I was like, oh, it's kind of a funny joke, right? Like, it's a little bit cute and funny for Johnny Storm to be like, I met the perfect woman. Like, she's everything I'm looking for <laughs> in a girl. And then, like, finding out that it's Peter Parker's clone. And that, you know, like, yeah. totally ruining it for him. Or just making it awkward, you know, whatever. Um, it, it's kind of funny. It's not, like, the most clever joke, but it can work. But then he went home, and then Peter Parker was, like, genuinely upset. And I was like, I don't I don't get but this. Also, like, I don't think we see, like, any internal dialogue or something, like, about what he's thinking of. We just know that he's angry about it somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Wh- like, wh- what's the right. problem? <laughs> Is it that it's it's too gay for you? What's going on? <laughs> right, yeah. It kind, it, like, I mean, it is it is a fine line to walk to make that joke funny to not yeah. just make it gay panic, right? Like, you don't want the joke just to be like, ew, gross, gay. I mean, you want it to be like that there's a discomfort between these two guys who all of a sudden are like, oh no, there's like yeah. a secret unacknowledged attraction or, you know, something we don't want to yeah. <laughs> talk about is funny. You know, you, you can make that funny without even trying to like get too deep into it. Um but no, he, like, stomps off and he, like, goes... It has a panel of him, you know, doing superhero stuff. And he's like, I thought I would try to get my mind off of it, but I just can't. And then it just moves on and we never come back to it again. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very odd. Um, so I don't really know what's the, with that. And then, yes. So, like you were saying, Kitty Pride, the FBI shows up. Mutants are now illegal, post-Magneto. And, yeah. uh, and Kitty pride has been outed somehow. And the FBI show up and try to take her out or, like, take her out of class. And they, like, pull guns, and it becomes this big violent showdown, and uh, Kong takes a swing at an agent for her, which, uh, love that for Kong. He's, uh, he's a great character. Yeah, the two of them, two of them run off together. And then it, like... And then, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, it's, like, following this thread. It's, like, following the thread of, like, what's up with Kitty Pride, <laughs> And, like, trying to, you know, talk to her. So, yeah, I guess, I guess we should actually talk about this before we talk about how it just drops it. Um, like, there's this whole thread of, like, Kitty Pride. You know, she runs off, she goes into the sewers with Kong, she shows up in her, like, her new super suit or whatever, which is pretty cool, the Red Hood thing, and she blows up, like, a news van that's hanging out in front of her house, and, like, all the boys are like, this, you're just proving Magneto right, uh, and, like, this this is their worst fear, you're just being what they, like, think you are, like, you're just confirming their worst fears about you, blah, 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 and, like, I hated it, I hated that (laughs) so much, because, like, I felt like the comic was, like, on their side, too, like, not really... Like, it was a little understanding of, like, what Kitty was going through. Like, why she would be so mad. But this kind of, like, you know, like, y- you just need to be the uh, the model minority thing is just, like... Yeah. And always makes there was really a little bit. less of a focus on Kitty as a as a protagonist, like, as, a, as, a, as an actor of the comics, than there was in the early issues that we read last time. So mm-hmm. I think here yeah. the focus was way more on other characters' reactions to what was happening, to Peter and his friends, and also the... Um, the director of the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. They get that whole speech from the principal about how like yeah. the parents need to stand up against this because it could be their kid next, etc. Yeah, exactly. But like we we don't see as much of that from Kitty. So she just goes from like running away to acting like seeming to act like a supervillain, basically. Which was yeah, that's weird. And G. I mean, there's also a bit of it of uh, of seeing her like 
push away everyone and then there's a, a single panel of her uh, alone in the sewers I think crying mm-hmm. but like that moment was more powerful I think than the actual like super villain fight with the with the, um, the other characters but that yeah, even I, felt I wish there had been more of a focus uh, on Kitty yeah sure yeah yeah I, I get that but even, even that moment of like her in the sewers just felt like the way of acknowledging like oh she's only doing this because she's like in such pain right like you know yeah i guess she, she needs to she's probably coming to her her senses now that like she's gotten this out of her system right like and it's just like no it's you know like <laughs> it's fine to resist <laughs> right like yeah it's fine to resist a you know a, a government that wants you dead i, I don't know like i, I felt th- this all felt very uh you know like weak listed weak wristed uh liberal kind of uh protest against like you know, like government um, semi-fascist overreach kind of thing about. Yeah, you know, that's what's me. Like, I think the best part of uh, of this uh, story was like uh, Kitty and Kong r- running away together. That was mm-hmm. a very cute moment. Uh, yeah, the two of them. Uh... Although I'm worried about yeah. them, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, like the comic was most mostly worried about Kitty resisting, <laughs> right? That's like that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Anyway, so all that the thing is, uh, Mary Jane ends up filming this whole thing, and it's like, oh, if uh, you know, yeah. If the FBI, if this releases, gets out that the FBI, like, pulled their guns on a bunch of kids, like, this will be a major news story, so they're going to take it to the Daily Bugle, and Ben Eric is going to, you know, help them get this out into the world, break the story. And then the comic completely forgets everything about that, <laughs> because the chameleon yeah. and his sister, like, take over Peter Parker's life. And that's, like, the rest of this arc. There's, like, many issues yeah, that. that... <laughs> It's very it's very strange. weird. Yeah, because yeah, technically like, it's still called the same arc, but it's it's very much yeah. two very separate and different arcs. But we don't yeah. get any conclusion about Kitty. She's just gone. Like no, which, gone which makes and me that wonder, whole like, story vanishes, right? Is which makes me wonder maybe that story is gonna move over to X Men or something like that. Yeah, I mean we'll probably uh, see know, more. Which of it. would like, be disappointing. It's it's just a very yeah. very strange pacing because like the end of this you'd think like would be the Daily Bugle publishing that video in their story. No, it's J. Jonah Jameson putting, like, an op-ed about Spider-Man out, right? Like, so they, they have the big yeah. news story that breaks, but it's about Spider-Man again. It's, yeah, it's very odd. But, yes, yeah, I, I did like the, the moments with um, Peter and J.J.J. Uh, tied up together and uh, J.J.J. realizing who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hasn't he known it for a little bit or something? Or was it just there that he discovered it? I don't it? think so. Yeah, m- okay. Maybe there were some hints of him like finding some clues about it, but I I don't think he had put two and two together yet. Uh, yeah. Which also when he says that um, he's completely changed his mind and he would uh, he would fight till the end for Spider Man and stuff like that, and he's gonna he's going to hide his identity. I felt like it was like he was lying or he was uh, I don't know. It felt, it felt such a weird uh, complete turnaround. Even when, like, just the the issue before that, so there was a sinister moment of him just saying Parker, like, as if he's plotting something. So yeah, oh, I, I think maybe that, that was. I think that was maybe just a moment of dissonant art because I, I got that. As, yeah. I I didn't view that as him, <laughs> like thinking that he was going to, you know, get revenge on Peter Parker or anything. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I think that was the art, just like kind of confusingly trying to like, you know, it might have been him being like Parker. You're like an inspired Parker, not a devious Parker. Yeah, okay. You devious Parker. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very like 1930s uh, uh, like slang term in like an old noir. <laughs> like you better watch yeah, out for him. The, He's a real devious Parker. <laughs> that's the JJJ from the uh, Spider-Man noir timeline. <laughs> mm-hmm, yep, exactly. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. Okay, so the, <sighs> this chameleon thing is like, the chameleon takes over Peter Parker's body. Not takes over his body. He like morphs into Peter Parker, ties up Peter Parker <laughs> in some warehouse with JJJ. And we get an entire issue and a half, I guess. Maybe, yeah. maybe close to two. Um, of the chameleon, like, taking over Peter Parker's life. And, like, hearing his internal monologue and, like, man, yeah. could I care less about, like, reading <laughs> a whole wall, like, you know, Bendis's whole full-page text walls from just some, like... About the chameleon. Yeah, some guy who's yeah. just, like, I don't know. Oh, the power. What, what's this kid hiding? Ooh, like, his wife should... Whatever. Like, it was just very boring to me. Um, yeah, definitely. And and I was... I don't know. I, I guess there, there was some tension of, like... Oh no, he's really messing up Spider-Man's life here, right? Like he goes and kisses Mary Jane, even though Peter Parker's dating Gwen Stacy. He's like committing crimes as Spider-Man. He's whatever. He's like <laughs> he's being. Uh, I mean, it's exactly what you would imagine would happen if the chameleon took over Spider-Man's life. It's not like there's not much more yeah. to it than yeah. that, uh, except like for maybe having a focus on um, MJ and Gwen's reaction to what happened after yeah. afterwards, and like MJ being like, "Well, it wasn't him." Like. Uh, it's 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 okay to be angry, but like it wasn't his fault. And Gwen being like, no, but it's it's still his fault for bringing that into their lives, which is mm-hmm. kind of yeah. interesting. But it also feels like we've seen that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, there's also yes, yeah. So I, I agree with all that. And yeah, I basically just kind of like was like this this is fine, but doesn't feel quite as uh, like like Wolverine took over his body once. Like we've seen this yeah. in this run, right? Like we've seen the the other person running around as Peter Parker, being you know like being a little aggressive with Flash Thompson, being a little like smoochy with Mary Jane, right? Like we've seen this exact thing an adult man in teenage Peter Parker's body before. Yeah, weirdly, it must be something Bendis is <laughs> very. It was creepy then; it's creepy now. Eh? <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, there's always. I, I mean, a... at least now it doesn't like this is a straight villain, right? So like, it's not Wolverine. Yeah. You know, who should know better. Um, th- this is something... Th- this whole run got, was a little tainted for me by, like... I-, I think I was just really focused on ben- Bendis writing women. And, like, how really poorly yeah. he writes women. Mostly. Yeah. Especially young women. And the thing is, like, he's always like this. It's just sometimes, like... It- it- it's just that low level of, m- like, a ver- such a male-centric view. Like, s- with both his male and female characters... It's just so yeah. male-centric that, like, it, and I just kind of forget about it sometimes, and it fades into the background, but it came just, like, so clear to me this time. Um, so, like, slot this complaint into basically any episode. Um, and, you know, like, yeah. I don't even really want to call Bendis specifically, because it's just, this is just, like, Marvel Comics and dumb teenage pop culture at the time overall. But, like, he, he just kind of gets lauded as a progressive writer, and I, I just, like... <laughs> very rarely see that being actually the case yeah it's just like all all the women here are all really 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 defined by their relationship to peter parker like yeah, very rarely you see like the the group of friends around peter you have the guys which are um johnny and uh, bobby are here because of their johnny is here because he left the fantastic four and he needs a new family bobby is here because he his parents don't want him and he needs a home and the girls are here because they all love peter parker mm-hmm. basically yeah right exactly and then like so, yeah in the Rick Jones issue, they uh, they go to Project Pegasus and they see the Serpent Society, which is a bunch of snake ladies. And it's just like every Oof, quip yeah. is about like dating them, how hot they are, are they single, etc. Right? Like they're women, so the only way to relate to them is via you know their like sexuality and like yeah. them them as you know 
dateable, right? Which, like, I, I get. I can already hear someone being like, yeah, it's teenage boys. Like, of course that's how they view women. It's like, I I get that. But, like, Bendis so, also still chooses to only write teenage boys. So if you were, like, are choosing yeah. to only write teenage boys and that's the only lens that, like, it, it, this is not, you know, this isn't real life. <laughs> right? So, like, you still get to choose what you focus on if you're focusing yeah. on only writing characters who talk about women in the way that, like, they're hot or dateable. Or how you have a fetish for their, like, scaly skin. like And, and it's, like, in, in isolation, I don't mind, like, any of that. Like, one or two of these quips, fine. It's just that, like, it's so the totality uh, of the yeah. voice in the, the view of uh, of how, like, the women are viewed here, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, like, there are exceptions. Like, Aunt May is kind of an exception here. But also, like, she's not viewed as a sexual object. So, you know, maybe because she's just an older woman. So they don't view her as sexual. Um in, in you know the writing doesn't at least um so like but she's yeah, also I, like basically she's also put into the the lens of being a a mother or at least a, a motherly yeah. figure like she yeah. doesn't oh. have uh, it's been a while since she's had like a life outside of that i think yeah which you know like i i don't mind you know like i, I don't mind her like that gives her a role she does have a role yeah. outside of you know like like just being a, a sexual being um I will say, though, it is funny seeing, like, the way that they draw Aunt May in some of these shots. Like, I think it's La Fuente drawing at the end of the chameleon arc when, like, Aunt May realizes that all the boys in Aunt May realize, like, that's not our Peter Parker. And there's, a like, yeah. an action shot of her being like, go bring him home, boys. And, like, the way that they draw Aunt May, who's, like, 70 years old, is still with the physique of, like, Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy. It's really funny. <laughs> like, she has, like, a tight yeah. t-shirt on. She's got very perky breasts. She has, like... You know, abs, right? Like through her tight T-shirt. <laughs> it's really strange, and it really kind of does show that, like, I mean, they just have... out. To what... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to be like, yeah, old, old no, ladies no, I, I know, hot, I know. but like, it does just show that, like, there is a physique for women, and it's a kind yeah. of a sexy, like, a sexy fit physique. You know, it really just kind of yeah. underlines that. Which... It's like how uh, if you ever read One Piece, like, basically yeah, every oh God, every yeah. man has a different. Uh, silhouette you know there's this enormous yeah. variety of body types for the men and every woman has the same exact proportions in the same silhouette <laughs> which is you know ungodly <laughs> huge breasts uh, and yeah. uh, the tiniest and, like, waist full agree but like i also like it's better with la fuente than it was with um with uh, bagley yeah no like, I, I, I agree bagley, it, yeah mj no, I, and gwen I, were the same person with different wigs Totally. Yeah, I, and I don't actually even think, like, La Fuente overly sexualizes the girls, yeah. right? Like, and I don't even think Aunt no, May was, like, not. particularly sexualized there. It just was funny that she yeah. had, like, the body of a fit 20-year-old, and it just kind of <laughs> underlined to me that, like, oh, yeah, like, in comic books, women get drawn like this, you know? Like, they, they still yeah. have to be drawn like that. Um, yeah. You know, the thing, like, I, I can hear someone being like, oh, wow, you're being really picky and fussy about these issues. It, it's not about these issues, just something that, like, kind of jumped up to me about all these comics yeah, in it's, general it's always know. presence in these comics so yeah yeah and we, we got an email about it from somebody like talking about how they have uh like two young daughters and you know like their perception of comic books and you know like how they want their girls to see comic books and you know like how they are so male gaze centric and i read that email right before i read this and it you know like th this is always present and just sometimes it is more at the, the front of my mind than others. So I, d I don't even think anything here is particularly egregious. I think it's just the kind of, like, background noise that always happens, you know, when we're reading yeah. these mainstream comics. Um, all that being said, I, I think this is fine. You know, like, I, I think the first batch of the Ultimate Spider-Man popped a lot more. Yeah. I thought that, like, jumped out and, like, 
really started to feel fresh and this is not it's not quite a backslide into like the 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 pits of uh the, like the 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 mid bendis run of ultimate spider-man of the first volume but um but it's it's a little it's bit not as different as you as you could hope like it's yeah. it still comes back to some threads and some stuff from the earlier issues which yeah uh, yeah, yeah but yeah but it, it's still a good it's still a good read and like kind of like we've always yeah. said like even just kind of a so-so bendis spider-man run is like yeah it's pretty good it's a nice easy fun read so like i'm I'm having okay time with these what i am yeah. only kind of i don't even know how i feel about that i was gonna say what i'm kind of having <laughs> a good time with i i don't know what i'm having what kind of a time i'm having with these ultimate comics avengers volume two one through six so the second arc of the newly relaunched avengers right which is like different than the ultimates because this is the like the black ops team of the Avengers, yeah. even though it's still kind of the Avengers. Weird comics, weird comics. Um, I was really up and down on these. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a guess that you were just down on this. This was, this did nothing for you. <laughs> well, uh, I like this better than Ultimate Avengers One. Really interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like less confusing. I was, I was more on. Mm-hmm. I mean, on board is a strong word, but like I was following what was going on. I understood what was going on. It was like I wasn't super thrilled by it, but at least like, I could follow <laughs> better mm-hmm. than I did with the first one. Uh, but yeah, it's not. Uh, it's nothing thrilling. It's uh, it's basic Miller stuff, I think. Which uh, yeah, it's which this for feels me is, uh, like when people make fun of Miller, right, and like point out his yeah. worst instincts, like in a way that we haven't even seen. I don't think like this is it. This is like the this this is the most like Miller that I've seen of him so yeah. far. This is, like, the wanted level of Miller. Maybe not quite that, but pretty <laughs> close. Which, like, it, it's 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 frustrating with him because, like, a- after getting off Ultimate Spider-Man, right, um, and, like, f- finishing those, it is kind of nice to see someone be mean and someone be a little nasty and a little cynical. Like, those comics are, like... Like, when, when they try to be... Oh, <laughs> like, we forgot. J. Jonah Jameson gets shot point-blank in the head. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then like, and then the next day he just has a bandage around his head and he's yeah. fine, <laughs> right? Like, it, it feels a little weightless sometimes. Like that violence that that was particularly silly to me, and it was just like, well, you didn't have to shoot him in the head, just you know, have him get shot in the chest or whatever. Like, yeah. that was a very silly fake out, which was just like, oh yeah, oh he's not dead. You just assumed he was dead because he got shot in the head from an inch yeah. away, and there's a big pool <laughs> of blood around him. Like foolish reader, why did you assume that? Um. So, like, when this opens, Ultimate Comics Avengers Volume 2, Number 1, opens on the Punisher going on this, like, kill-crazy rampage, and it's just, like, a few pages of these action shots of him just, like, mowing down people, murdering people really violently, really, like, graphic stuff. Like, when he runs out of bullets, there's that, like, shot where he's like, no problem, and then he swings the butt of his rifle, (laughs) and, like, and it's cracking the guy's skull. Like, you literally are seeing, like, the butt, like, it, it... is punching through his skull like this is pretty nasty stuff like that art's very yeah. <laughs> very gruesome and like we we were just talking about this on my marvelous year with um what's his name carnage and uh and we are yeah. like all these carnage comics and the comics just want you to be like this is a nasty guy he loves to kill 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 this is non-stop violence and like the actual violence is pretty boring and i'm like you know it, like, there has to be something here if you want to, like, focus on this so hard. You either need to, like, focus on the reality of the violence or you just need to make it kind of fun and, like, hyper-violent and just lean into the thrill of, like, yeah, violence is kind of fun, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I think, like, people people are kind of squeamish to admit that, but, like, yeah, I think we're all, like, a little, you know, excited and thrilled by, like, 
violence. Like it is, it is a violent or a interesting thing intrinsically to humans. I think. Um, yeah. This comic does that right, and it's kind of like gets that. And I think like initially it feels like it's using it to an interesting purpose, which is like, hey, the Punisher. People like are weird and tiptoe around how truly nasty this guy is. Right? Like he's real. Like it's really messed up how uh, you know how absolutely violent and horrifying it is. Let's not like hold back. Let's like really show, <laughs> like brutally how how uh, how violent this man is. You know, and and so you don't have anything to hide behind. Right? Like, if you're just like, hell yeah, the Punisher, it's just like, yeah, this is horrifying. I I kind of like that, because I, I, I know, you know, you kind of want to assume, like, Miller isn't like, yes, this rules, this is the best, right? Like, he's kind of damning the guy with all this yeah. violence. Um, So I, 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 I kind of appreciate the boldness. He just doesn't know how to modulate it at all, at all, because the rest <laughs> of this comic is just nonstop, like edginess and it is just the like he like he never lets off and he never just lets the stupidest thoughts go unwritten <laughs> right the dumbest jokes and the most like uh you know wh- whatever like chance for a slur right and it's just like i like i i i really appreciate i, I don't know I, I guess i appreciate the like trying to bring some um it's something that feels a little unsafe to marvel comics right like it does feel a little like nasty and unsafe something like this amped up but at the same time like you can't just do that without like s- something yeah going there's on, nothing right? behind like, it like there it's, has to be something more just than just that yeah and you know it like and i felt that initially with the punisher i was like I, I think there's something here about like you know how insanely violent this guy is and then you know the government finally gets him captain america takes him down and then he gets used like this the suicide squad right they're kind of making a suicide squad yeah. thing with him that's kind of interesting, right? Like, the government doesn't really care about and, his and violence. And interesting just... of, that they put him in the role of a version of Captain America. Because I think mm-hmm, Miller's yeah. Punisher is kind of very similar to Miller's Captain America, just dial, dialed up to 11. But they're... Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. kind of work the same. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting true. that they don't do much You know, but the thing it. is, like, yeah, like, he doesn't follow through on that idea, which is an interesting no. one, right? Of, like... yeah. Definitely. The, uh, a, a dark shadow of Captain America, which is like, hey, this is what America's really like, right? Like, we don't actually... Yeah. Like, they don't really care about that. And, like, having a- America be like, yeah, we'll use him to destabilize foreign nations. We'll use him to protect, you know, the richest oil interests. And we'll use him to... Yeah. Whatever. Like, using the most vile people, because that's what America really does. Like, the CIA enlists in South American countries. They enlist the worst, you know, like... The worst, most violent, despicable people to protect foreign interests. That's like totally documented stuff. So like Which, th- them playing with that, I- him playing with that idea is really smart. He just he yeah. doesn't really play with it. He just wants to like you know have uh, have the Black Hulk say poof a lot. Like you you call him yeah, you know, poof and, and like call and the, women slags. That when and, like, when War Machine goes uh, to recruit that version of Hulk, like he he says that uh, oh the the U.S. government doesn't care. What you do as long as it's uh, not on U.S. territory, and it's like mm-hmm. there's a there's a part of it that's like you could say it's uh, Miller calling out uh, stuff about the U.S. government or, or all that, but it's also like hell yeah, those are cool guys who don't care about the laws. Like he he tries to walk well, that the, line the, and he <sighs> just falls from it. I think. See, because like I I don't even need it to be like I I, I think that that you can have an interesting little trick of like set up set up these characters to be like yeah they're nasty bad boys who don't follow the rules and like isn't this cool and then you make that go sour 
in your audience's mouths. Yeah. Right? Like, you, you can start with the, like, the fun, the, the kind of exciting montage of Punisher killing all these people in this, like, um, what's the guy's name? Yeah. Cash. But, but the, other the, uh, the, the other shoe never drops. Exactly. Right. Yeah. The other shoe never drops and he never goes anywhere with it and he never really, like, squares that circle. And it, like, yeah. kind of feels like he's not interested in doing that. He's just kind of wants to use the trappings of it to tell a big like larger than life story that doesn't like particularly lead anywhere and feels pretty unsatisfying by the end of it you know i, I yeah. mean the thing is like some of those ideas are fun cash th this other hulk the the original hulk um <laughs> leaping to the air to pull like a cessna out of the sky <laughs> to slam it down a war <laughs> machine like it's yeah. pretty fun i can get into that uh you know it like him what the pilot goes out and he or flies out the window and he like rips his leg off and <laughs> threatens to like shove it up war machines butt. Yeah. like I, I can get behind the like the extraness of all that it, although he is yeah. holding the man's leg and boot and he calls it his thigh and that was very confusing <laughs> um yeah i i can get behind all that especially you know if he if, if that feels like it's going somewhere and it just it kind of doesn't it yeah. just feels like he's like this is fun and wild and extra and then it's like, oh, okay, but what are, like, is there something more? And by the end, it just gets exhausting. I mean, that that's mostly the point to me, is that by the end, yeah. I'm exhausted. I'm just tired of hearing him, like, it, it starts to feel like the teenage boy who just won't, like, stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> do, you, do you watch I Think You Should Leave? Have you watched that show? No, I haven't. The, the, a couple people will get the, the haunted house one where, uh, Someone makes a joke about, like, well, oh, this is the adult tour. We can say anything we want. And then Tim Robbins just won't stop talking about, like, horse dicks and, uh, and cum <laughs> shots. <laughs> like, okay. It, like, and, like, it's just, yeah, whatever. It just kind of feels like that, where it's just, like, I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to be adult. So I'm just going to keep saying yeah. things provocatively without much, you know, reason behind it. So, you know, it, 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 it stops feeling like punk and you know dangerous and stops feeling starts feeling exhausting quickly yeah yeah and so. also mephisto is in this and <laughs> and ghost rider uh yeah you know like yeah it, it's strange because he he's definitely using some uh like 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 miller definitely is not someone who's just like yeah like the american government is protecting like the rich elites i like that yeah <laughs> right like like he clearly like has a side on uh you know, like, these rich people are all, uh, you know, a bunch of jerks who are ruining everything for people. Um, yeah. It just doesn't really go anywhere with that. So, yeah, the Ghost Rider is assassinating, like, a bunch of... Ghost Rider was created by a bunch of people who, like, in a satanic sacrifice, like, sacrificed Johnny Blaze and his girlfriend for, um, to become rich. And then they all became billionaires and the vice president and oil magnates, whatever. Uh, and now Johnny Blaze is back as Ghost Rider, like, killing them one by one. Yeah, uh, which is fine. I, I kind of like that. I think that's kind of fun. You know, I, yeah, I like and I kind of like the the moments at the very end of um, like during the the whole time you see Mephisto writing down in the crosswords uh, the ways in which uh, Ghost Rider's victims are killed, and at the very end he's having a discussion with Ghost Rider and saying that uh, as long as he keeps killing people for him, uh, his uh, the woman he loves will still be alive and anything and um ghost rider ghost rider just obeys him and is just happy to do anything as long as he his um his lover is okay and um mephisto just writes damned on the crosswords and like there's a mm -hmm. kind of a parallel between that between ghost rider and the punisher but also like mm -hmm. there hasn't been enough of a focus on that during the between the very beginning and the very end for that to completely work i think 
Yeah, there's but something that about... was a nice moment and uh, something interesting that uh, he does with uh, with those characters. But instead, we hear two separate times that Johnny Blaze's wife, who is getting this second chance at life, is off like living a suburb happy suburban life, and she's having yeah. great sex. Two yeah. times, two separate times, we have to hear like, and she's got a great sex life. I hear from Mephisto, and it's like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, what? A, <laughs> like, it's such a weird. It, it's it doesn't fit the character. It doesn't fit the moment. It's totally like dissonant yeah. with everything we're hearing in that and moment. It's like very it just much doesn't... the the thought of like, well, that's uh, emasculating for Johnny Blaze. So it's, uh, it, it's except a way that for Mephisto was saying to... that in the conversation where he's just like, listen, she's having a great life, and you know, if you keep collecting me souls, she'll continue to have that life. Like, why would he include a little jab to piss off Johnny Blaze in that? Except that Mark Miller like can't help himself. Yeah. And the thing is, he already made that joke, right? Like he made that joke <laughs> earlier. With someone who, like, it made sense to say that joke. Like, literally, he said the same exact thing about how, like, this woman has a great sex life with her, like, suburban husband. So it's just, like, it really just feels like he has no filter and, yeah. you know, like, cannot cannot modulate it, right? So, like, it's yeah, it's frustrating because you feel like there, there's something there. You know, it's kind of like, um, you feel like if he really, like, if he could get a grasp on this stuff and tighten it up and, like, yeah, I, I don't know, yeah, edit himself a little bit, he could, you know, do something yeah. like Preacher. Right, I think Preacher walks that line. I, I, you and I differ on Preacher a little bit, but I, I think Preacher like lands that really well. Walks that line most well, I, of the I time. I haven't, uh, I haven't read Preacher. Oh, oh, I thought you, uh, I thought you had. Did you watch it? Is that no. what I'm thinking? of? I watched it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that comic like walks that line really well. Of like, oh, this is like really nasty and mean and cynical sometimes, yeah. but then also knows how to like modulate that to like have like real human moments interspersed throughout that, and then use those like shocking moments for like comedy or shock or whatever like it doesn't always work but i, I think like that's that's the version of yeah. this that i would like to see because like i i do appreciate like trying to shove like something something a little more yeah like i said like a, a little more dangerous for like what marvel does right like yeah. especially in the ultimate universe and something new and a, a little bit off the beaten path okay i think that's that's kind of all i got to say about these uh, i don't know if you have anything more yeah um, I, I am curious about some of the threads Miller is like doing in this and that's said in the mm -hmm. first uh, Ultimate Avengers. Like there's a, some kind of maybe zombie Spider-Man or demon Spider-Man that they oh, have on yeah, the team. Yeah, yeah. Who the which hell I don't is know that? what's going on with. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Very, very strange. Um, yeah. And there are a few characters that um, aren't as central here as they were in the first, like the whole clone, which I, is, is he a robot? Is he, is he a clone? What? Who is he exactly? I, Barely can remember. Wait, the Hulk clone? Yeah, there's a because in the oh, you mean like the nerd? There's Hulk a Hulk guy. Yeah, the nerd Hulk. Oh he's yeah, not right. Who else? Like... Banner. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's a clone of uh, of Banner, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, there are a few characters like that that they introduce in the first Ultimate comics, and they they show here very quickly, and we like. <laughs> I don't know why they're not more in the comic, or if uh, just Mark Miller doesn't have anything more to do with them, and just they're still around, I guess. Yeah, I forgot about this, but I'm looking it up. Yeah, you know, it was someone that like yeah. Gregory, Gregory Stark, uh, who wasn't in this run at all, um, like brought yeah. to the Avengers, and he's just kind of like a, he, yeah, a, a super mind. <laughs> he's this incredibly smart okay. spider character. Uh, he looks like Spider Man, but like a zombie under the mask, and he eats meat. Uh, yeah, we we do not know his origin yet, so that will come up later. I'm looking, I'm looking at it now. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 very strange. Um, 
Oh, there's one other thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. We get the nerd Hulk guy who's like, it's Hulk, but he's got, like, a great intellect. <laughs> Still, like, using, uh, like, slaying like a teenage boy here when he uses, like, ableist yeah. slurs here because Miller, again, cannot help himself. Even when it makes no sense for the characters to be speaking like that, right? Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah. and w w one last thing of uh, Mark Miller can help about being himself. Uh, we see, like, someone asks, um, th I think she's the Black Widow, but she's also Nick Fury's ex. And uh, someone oh, asks yeah, what her, the hell is going on with that? <laughs> yeah, someone asks her why they, why they got a divorce. Uh -huh. And she yeah. says, like, that she realized that uh, Nick Fury had basically banged every woman in her family and in her friends. Like, like everyone she knows. Her mother, her sisters, her cousins, all yeah. her friends. Like, he methodically went and, through. And, it, and, like, to what end? Who knows? And yeah, and then someone asks her, and then how can you still be in love with him? And she says, how can anyone not be in love with him? And, like, what What are you talking about? What the, f yeah, what? What the hell are you I talking mean, about? <laughs> So, so much un unexplained about that, which is, I mean, the big yeah. thing is, like, why, why did Nick Fury do that? Like, that's insane. I don't know. Like, you have to talk about it. You can't just be, like... It's such a it, weird moment. Like, it's said as if, like, oh, why'd you divorce Nick Fury? And it's like, I went out of town one weekend and he slept with my sister. And it'd be like, oh, okay. Like, I, I can understand that, right? Like, I, at least I understand, you know, that human behavior of, like, someone being so, yeah. like, nasty and heartless that they slept or even with like your the, sister. Just that He's but a like, very manipulative man. Like, there's a hundred ways in way in which that hurts a relationship. Yeah, but you can't just drop that and pretend that we're all going to be like, oh, man, what a jerk. He methodically yeah. went through and slept with every person <laughs> person that you know, including your mom. Like, And we're supposed to just be like... And, and then she's just like, but he's Nick Fury. Yeah, it's all very strange. I felt like uh, Mark Miller had a really clear idea of something going on with Nick Fury that... We are not privy to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Very insane. <laughs> such stuff. a freaking weird moment. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't think... Okay. I'm going to say I didn't like this. Uh, I don't like this very much. I kind of liked it on the same level of um, like Ultimates Volume Three, where I was just like, "Yeah, it was yeah. a bunch of new stupid stuff always being thrown at me." Um, so I wasn't bored. I mean, but yeah, you know. I, I think I liked this a bit better than the first one, just because like, yeah, there are some threads with the Punisher and stuff like that where I was like, "You're you're on the verge of doing something interesting. You're not quite doing it." But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep, uh, agreed. All right, next time. On My Ultimate Year, episode 25, we are reading a bunch of miniseries. <laughs> so we've got, and I actually don't even know what any of these <laughs> right. are about. So this will be a surprise for all of us. No, same here. Ultimate Enemy, Ultimate Mystery, Ultimate Doom, Ultimate Captain America, and then Ultimate Comics, New Ultimates. <laughs> God, these titles <laughs> are getting a little out of hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, excited to see. I, I mean, you know, we'll see what creative teams on those and... Uh, always uh I, i'm interested in this new era without a fantastic four right like yeah um, basically i, I mean so it, it's interesting having five different little mini series because even if one's yeah. terrible it's only four issues long um, i think I'm, I'm especially um interested in having some new voices like i know jonathan hickman is coming in soon yeah i also yeah. i don't know who else comes in i i kind of wish there are some some women some people of color because right now it's a oh, very yeah. white and oh. male line have we uh, literally yeah. have we had a woman artist or writer in the I mean Sarah Picelli comes in in uh, in Spider-Man just like in those issues we just read Who does? Sarah Picelli who who will continue to be a ultimate Spider-Man artist. 
Oh, did she do that last? That last? Uh, yeah. That one issue. Oh, that was really good. I noticed that that wasn't. Um, uh, oh my god, I totally blanked on his uh, name. David Lafuente. Yeah, thank you. I, I noticed it wasn't Lafuente. Um, but yeah. I, I forgot to mark the. Yeah, name. It's oh, Francis... I think maybe she starts here and just keeps going. Maybe she just maybe she starts replacing David Lafuente starting now. I don't know. Um, and I forgot Li- Lionel Francis Yu. Li- yeah. Li- Lionel, Lionel Francis Yu, I think. Yeah. Okay. Lionel. Lionel. Yeah, it's Lionel. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> Lionel Francis yeah. Yu uh, did the uh, the ultimate stuff, and it looks pretty good. Uh, some big. Yeah. It's a uh, you know consistent stuff from him. He's uh, he's always good. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would be that would be good. I I think we may have had like one other female artist on like a one off uh, X Men issue once yeah. or twice, but like yeah, very rare and very you know embarrassing that they haven't had a woman writing for this yeah um, definitely yeah they're 50 percent of the population folks you know find, <laughs> find one to write for you <laughs> can't be that hard yeah yeah I mean, really nuts. yeah really nuts uh, thank you everyone for listening we'll be back next month uh, again if you want to leave a review on apple podcasts or drop us a dollar or two on patreon much appreciated by divine right does our theme music and we will see you next. See you next month. Mm-hmm. You I thought guess. I was gonna. You thought I was gonna say something stupid, and I said something yeah, normal, which so. I didn't know how to react to. <laughs> I know, really flabbergasted. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye-bye. bye, bye.